Hello and welcome to episode 385 of Retro Encounter, RPG Fans Weekly Podcast of Many Topics. I'm Mike Solosi. And this Regent top- Mike Solosi. Regent Mike Solosi. Although, I mean, look, the regents in this game are really just a, a, a bundle of jerk butts. I'm not sure I want to be associated with that regency. So, Regent Mike Solosi. Okay. Ranger Alex. Regent and Mike Solosi, Rain, uh, Ranger Alex Franicek, and, and Grunt Steph Sibidlo. Oh, I was gonna about to say Experiment Steph Sibidlo. That works too. <laughs> uh, uh, I love that... doing the theme names. I I never think about it enough before. No, that just came to me right now. <laughs> Killed it, Oh boy, I, I have I have half a mind to start this podcast over, but I'm, I'm in too deep already. I'm not. I don't. I don't want to die and start a new game just for this podcast. Um, uh, anyway, that was the sultry voice of Stephanie Sabidlo. Hello. And I think I also already mentioned Alex Frenicek. Hello. Um, this topic is the same as last week's topic. Uh, we were talking about Breath of Fire 5 Dragon Quarter, that game that we compared to, oh boy, space horror, roguelike, souls-like, um, uh, tactical RPG without a grid regular rpg without an in there there's there this is a unique game that has that does so many very specific things i i think i used the word stressful like 15 times last episode and um unfortunately it didn't really change um i i i was actually very busy the past seven days and wasn't able to devote very much time to the game at all i've i have not finished it probably not even reached the halfway part point but um how far but, did you get? Like, what was the last thing you remember? Oh, boy. It was, um, I feel I, like every cutscene in that game I did makes me- a difference. I did meet the leader of the resistance. Okay. That's and a then, good part. And then I died, like, I, I, uh. Was it like the weird anti-ranger fight or whatever? No, yeah. it, it was in, it was in the dungeon stretch after that. I don't really okay. remember. It was like, it was several, it was like the same night that we recorded the previous episode. Right. Before we started recording, Alex you um told us that you were able to finish the game and in incredibly dramatic fashion <laughs> yeah it was uh it was honestly one of the most intense sweaty and rewarding uh last stretches of like an rpg i can i can remember playing through uh that decounter really really became uh, uh an interesting thing to be watching going up and up and up on my screen as i'm trying to like go through this gauntlet of bosses that that await so you at you the end of the game it by the end like you just wanted to like rip through with the dragon form a little bit to give you that assistance i mean yeah it was it was that and also like desperation like i was yeah. low on items i'm yeah. just like I, i'm gonna have to use my dragon form like with with the regent boss fights they've been taking me like between like <sighs> half an hour and an hour to kill one goddamn boss and there's like, have, like five of them too, yeah <laughs> yeah just uh what a, what a gauntlet of the last dungeon that was yeah, the but. D did not stand for Dragon Counter. It stood for some combination of Desperation, Death, and Dungeon Counter. Because, I mean, I mean that that uh, the D Counter really is a uh, like a Doomsday Clock, where every the world ends if it if it reaches midnight. And the, in the screenshot you shared with us, it was at ninety nine when you were dealing. The either, last e- hit. Of either the, the last final boss. Yeah, either the last, last hit. Either the last hit or close to the last hit. Right. That was that was the last hit. Uh, after I did that that final attack, which I wasn't sure if it was gonna kill, cause uh, like I was, I had to do like four fully charged like shots on the last boss, in order to like try to hopefully kill him before uh, my D counter hit a hundred, and yeah, ended off at ninety nine point seventy seven, and uh, what a relief that was, cause um, if I did not 
uh, get that hit off, I would have not seen the end of the game because it would have taken me all the way to the back beginning of the goddamn gauntlet of the last dungeon <laughs> and, and and that last dungeon i mean i i saw uh I, I did go through some videos to like see what the music was like in the last couple of areas and i, th I think the the uh youtuber i was checking had like two videos just for the last dungeon it, I mean, you said it took you like four hours five hours yeah four to five hours to to get through all all those boss. it's mostly just the boss fights because the last dungeon itself it's not like super expansive or anything and you mm -hmm. could technically run past a lot of the fights which i ended up doing because i was worried about my my healing item count um but yeah i i miraculously ended up beating this game and it was it was fantastic it's almost perfect that you ended on that symbolic final hit before, you know, the cutscene wanted you to take it to that extreme. Yeah, although the the following cutscene, which then, uh, like, after you get the last hit on, like, kind of the, the real final fight, uh, you end up in kind of, uh, like, a gimmick fight. Uh, and yeah. I, I was worried that there was, like, another form of the boss I had to fight. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm done. Uh, I'm not going to be able to use a single dragon move at this point. Uh, but then you just have to, like, go into your... It just wants you to use your uh, de-breath attack, which is your only kind of, like, ranged attack, and just hold it until... Uh, you max out your D counter, so it's a little anticlimactic because it took literally half a second for that time. Yeah, it, it was it, it was not a uh, it was not a gameplay final boss. It was a sort of a, a story moment that you execute in the yeah. battle system. But um, um, it probably is. It probably does feel different if at that point the D counter is at fifty and you yeah. have to and you have to wait a minute <laughs> to fill it up. But no, no, you were you were already almost at the top. Yeah, exactly. But. Um... Yeah, great, great game, great ending. Uh, yeah, looking forward to, to diving into the second half of this game. Oh, are you going to do like Secret Dungeon or Secret Bosses or like, uh, or, yeah, just do another run of it just to see more of the story? I mean, yeah, I guess I, I'm interested to, to hear with, with your greater experience of the game stuff of just like, what, what am I missing at this point? Because uh, I, I saw pretty, I only actually like died properly like once, okay. so... I, I feel like I got a couple of SOL-specific uh, <laughs> cutscenes, but I feel like I'm still, like, the actual, like, story, and especially, like, the, the story of, uh, surrounding, like, the regions, I feel like there's got to be more that gets developed if you have a, a, a bigger SOL count, no? I don't remember, like, how much it shows you per SOL play. Like, did you find a, like, Bosch's childhood? No, I didn't. Do, do you know um if you like have you started the new game already or are you is your save not that far along because because i know that your your d ratio changes every time you reincarnate or whatever the proper term is right did you know uh, what your new d ratio would be yeah my new d ratio is one over 2048 okay so, so uh I made some strides, but I'm still not the, the coolest uh, cat in town. All right, so you're you're, you're at that uh, number puzzle game from six years ago. Got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah, your your Kingdom Hearts ratio right now. <laughs> yeah, and I know there's like quite a few different factors that go into like decreasing your D ratio. Like clear time is one of them, which which I definitely didn't get because I I spent like over thirty hours on the game. Oh, so that that's why your your uh, D counter was so high. But the um, but yeah, yeah, it's your uh, it's 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 how f uh quickly you clear certain areas, how many treasure chests you find. I think it's how many battles you uh, you win without running away. There's there's a whole math equation that I found in one guide for the game before I started playing, or maybe when I was only a few hours in. That only made me slightly more intimidated by what was ahead of me. 
Um, but but regrettably, I, w- I wasn't able to, to finish it. But um, I, I know it's a comparison we've already made, but like the way you describe it, Alex, feels like playing a Souls game to me. Because when the when the risk is high and you know how much you lo- you'll lose if you fail, um, but the game is satisfying at a technical gameplay level. I think we also brought up Sega, the Sega series a little bit pre-show, just with a lot of the mechanics that are like a little frustrating to fuss with, but also difficult and rewarding. Um, so if I could also recommend just on that tangent too, is uh, Alliance Alive, uh, which has that kind of same thing. So like Alex was mentioning how he got his uh, final hit on the final boss on the final hit he could possibly get in. I had a few bosses like that in Alliance Alive where like, the last second with the last guy standing, I was able to make it even over leveling. This is a podcast for people who like hard games. Well, <laughs> oh, okay, I, I, apparently, and I mean, yeah. you, you well, um, I mean, you say that, and then we're playing Rhapsody and Musical Adventure next month, so <laughs> that's a maybe, so so may, so maybe not. <laughs> but right. um, but I mean, uh, but but people who have played a lot of video games, which includes the three of us and probably most of our listeners, uh. they they probably do have moments like that, like where um, you win a fight, a, uh, some kind of boss fight, with, when you have a sliver of HP left. Or you uh, complete complete something with only a second left on the timer. Like um, th- those moments are sort of expected when you're when you're a video game hobbyist, as it were. I'm not going to use the G word here, but it, it when the risk level is high and the threat level is high and threat level and, midnight and, and 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 your and your investment is very deep, like yeah. uh, like Dragon Quarter or like uh, most of the Soulsborne Ring games. Um, I, I think it's enhanced. So you probably got an incredible high from seeing credits roll after after what you went through. Absolutely, and like the the souls comparison is definitely warranted. Of just like you know having that last sliver of your health and patiently, patiently waiting for your opportunities to get a couple of hits off on a boss. But uh, here, I feel like it was even more amplified because there is one uh, save telephone like right mm-hmm. before the last two bosses. But I did not have a save token at that point. Oh no! So if I lost, it would have taken me all the way back to the beginning of the center, uh, the final dungeon, and uh, like I said, that was four to five hours of, of gameplay. So the the stakes were even higher this time around. I'd say. I love a good photo finishing moment. So, gosh, like now I don't know really what I want to talk about, like in terms of like what may be spoiled on a second run. Uh, I mean, like you can uh, you can go into it. Uh, I probably will pick this game up again because I, I liked it that much. And like as as you're playing your first playthrough, you see all those like locked doors that look at your D ratio and kind of lock you out. <laughs> and so I, I'm wondering, like even like what, what's the extent of the extra content? And I, I know there's like a a bonus dungeon from the fairy colony you can get to that i haven't gotten yet yes so the fairy i love that you, you it's little ants first off that's just so cute and the song there is really sweet <laughs> and tender and um yeah so if you dig to the lowest point of that area there's a secret dungeon there and you can find an extra do you mind if i say it i don't know how worried we are about spoilers no 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 look, look, look this is part two of a retro encounter game journal episode so we are going to spoil everything alex if you want to mute i don't know if you're like really that invested i don't want to ruin it for you either <laughs> You know, go for it. It's uh, I- I'm here for for the long haul. I mean, if you know your numbers, you know, like if the dragon you meet is one, and the one that Bosch has is three, well, you get to go find dragon number two. Mm. Or I think it's four. Oh, whatever. Anyways, yeah, so you get to find another dragon, and it's like the the secret boss in that, and it's hard. <laughs> it's a very very hard dungeon. <laughs> As secret dungeons usually tend to be. 
Yeah, there's a lot of good like secret items, like the best items, you know, for the best spells and all that kind of stuff. So that's really, really cool. Uh, did you see the cutscene where you see like little Mina experiments, but they are headless? Uh, no. Yeah, so you, you get to find out a little bit more about her. That sounds like a new game plus multiple runs cutscene that you... Uh... I think, yeah, I think I saw it either in my second or third one. I don't remember, but like they kind of detail about a bit about that like scientist dude that you meet there and yeah, he's fostered anyway. Um, yeah, so you see a bit about like kind of where Mina came from. Um, I don't even remember all the scenes. You see a bit more about like basically all the regions. So you get to get to know them a little bit better. Okay, yeah, th that's one thing that uh, I felt like I, I was especially missing from like the last stretch of the game. It's like, who are these people? Like, uh, uh, they're they're clearly like important characters to this overall story, but I don't really know what their individual deals are. I get that they're part of like this secret cult that are trying to uh like you know governing this underground human society and waiting for a potential Do you just like... give like a cole's notes of everything yeah yeah go for it okay so the cole's notes version is that basically the dragons had like you know they used their power and they completely just destroyed the surface of the earth so everybody went down into the ground uh so then they also still tried to kind of take advantage i think they tried to take advantage of their power and like you could link up hence the whole d system you know to kind of relate to them Right. And to, you know, again, use that power to, you know, kind of control things. And uh, listeners, if you're as confused as I am by Cole's notes, that is a Canadian version of Cliff's notes or Spark notes. I was I was lost, so I had to do some background Googling, but but ended it ended up being just fine. So please continue. Okay, so I'll be I'll be frank. I don't really remember all the dragon motivation just because like it's kind of so they're like they're like trying to hook up, you know, link link up with the humans to kind of, you know, do their own agenda and all that stuff. Uh, yada yada uh, it links up with Bosch and you know the other one links up with Ryu and you know the other one's just kind of <laughs> thrown down into the pit with the ants um, yeah I don't know it's kind of hard to describe the story because then basically like the regions so you had Elion I don't know I think that's how it's pronounced yeah 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 Elion who like who was like first one the first one to be sought out by the dragon to go back to the surface but then Elion had like a crisis of confidence and faith was like what am I doing it because the dragon wants me to do it or because I wanted to do it and then he said it I'm not doing it until somebody else wants to do it you know and is is like actively doing it for their own sake and you know not for any other reason I love that he has like a permanent dragon state in him by the way I just think he looks so cool and yeah, El Elion definitely seemed like the the most intriguing of all these characters. I would have liked to to know more about him. Yeah. Um. So, but like a, a whole bunch of like the regents have been alive for a long time. Like, uh, Bosch's father has been alive for a long time. He, you kind of get some story details on him. He basically treated Bosch like shit as a kid. Um, like very cruelly. Uh, to the point that like he had him fighting as a child. Oh shoot! That's why but Bosch is such a. Yeah, it sort of foreshadows sort of an event with him later, which is kind of what's fun about that cutscene. Um, but like, so essentially, uh, so like Bosch's dad is like, here, fight this, you know, and it's like one of the tough enemies that you see in the game. And like, you see like little young Bosch is just there like and shaking his sword. It's like, oh my God, right? And he's, and then like they flash to it later. Like he actually found, he actually won. Uh, but you see he's like exhausted like his he threw his sword down he's just panting and like half of his face is covered in blood and so it's the half that like you know kind of gets ripped out of him later so why is he like level two when he at the beginning of the game when he joins you he's a little 
Brad. Who cares? The point is, he becomes grossly <laughs> overpowered later, as a sh- as you know, like I love that kind of rival story in this game. Like it's kind of like that. Like a lot of you know RPGs have that kind of rivalry between you and a bestie, and things go awkward. You know, your Suicoden two kind of thing. And wasn't Breath of Fire four like that as well? That, Breath of Fire uh... four is more of a dual protagonist kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Folu and Ryu don't know each other until they until they meet each other near the end of the game. Um, this is a situation like like Ramza and and Argath. I mean, I be, because Bosch is more persistent than than Algus slash Argath in Final Fantasy Tactics. But I, I will always love that kind of Count of Monte Cristo, where it's like the rich boy hates the talented poor boy kind of thing. Oh yeah, a little you know? bit. Yeah, that, that's just that's, takes that's, that takes that grudge to a whole new level. To yeah, such um, ugly levels. Honestly, uh, Bosch lasted longer than I thought he would. Like he, I, I, I loved th- it. That's I thought he was going to be awesome. a. Uh, um, I thought yeah, Elion would be the final boss. He'd turn into some sort of dragon, you know, back back thing. But no, it, it's more complicated than that. The scene where Bosch like chokes himself involuntarily. How many times oh, do you yeah. fight? Uh, do you fight Bosch in this game? Because I mean, just looking at the uh, um, playthrough I was going through, I, yeah, I counted three, but I wasn't. Yeah, three times. Yeah, he's human, then he's mutated, let's say, and then he's like dragonified. Yeah, although he he has two forms uh, for the final boss fight, and uh, for the first one, I I didn't need to use any of my dragon powers. He was pretty he was pretty human, like he had just like you're just using like his sword with like his poison powers and stuff like that. Uh, and then he goes full dragon for the second form, and uh, seems like you pretty much have to use dragon at that point. I, yeah. I did get like a a nice tip that like not to let my uh, d uh, counter go above like ninety percent until the last fight. And were uh, you like ninety one, and you're like, eh, close enough? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah, I really pushed it. That was so impressive. Yeah, everybody. He shared the screenshot of like the last moment, the last hit, and it was just really impressive. Hopefully, Mike makes it as the cover. Yeah, well, no, I don't think we're gonna make it the cover of the episode, but I'll, but I'll um I'll upload the screenshot and put it in the news post for sure. Mm. That's that's worth sharing, I think. Yeah, and I just want to apologize for earlier where I stuttered the entire plot. Believe me, it's it's very like like very sparsely delivered out. You know, it's it's more like the texturing of the world that you're in, less the actual overarching, you know, plots necessary. And and the game expects you to die enough times to have to repeat segments and learn mo- and see more story cutscenes. Yeah. I, again, th- this game is. I, I mean, I was less is more for a story. Like it, it kind of gives you just the overarching bits, and you know, you're all the kind of players in it. it. Its narrative is very minimalist. But the um, and I, I would argue also the environment design is pretty minimalist. Like everything is again, I I didn't see much to con- uh, to the contrary that this game is entirely factory levels, sewer levels, and laboratory levels. What would you call the final place? Uh, what's called the sanctuary? The area? center. It feels it's like sorry. a yeah. That, that's a quite a different color palette. It's like got like a golden kind of uh... looks almost temple like. Yeah, yeah. Weirdly, like an underground temple, and it's just such a weird vibe in there, and the music's kind of lovely. Oh, the yeah, electric it's tower where, building, like, uh, though. It's where, like, it, the elite hang out, right? So yeah. it makes sense that it would be all, like, gilded and, uh, and nice. Did you, did you like the music for the electric power building? Oh, oh, for sure. I mean, like, all, all of the music has just been phenomenal yeah, for this game. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, just everything in that game, just on a visual level, is just just really made me feel what it was selling. You know, the music was so good, and and like a lot of that kind of over the mountain music, 
you know, that really makes you feel like encouraged and, you know, like, let's keep going on this hellish journey. Uh, I, I do like that. As, despite everything, it is a very, very happy ending. Like everybody might have, you know, gone through hell and back, but like our main three have at least like just a perfectly happy ending. Yeah, surprised that uh, Ryu ended up surviving after his his D counter went to like two hundred percent after that final breath attack. <laughs> it's, it's a full on Dragon Ball Z moment of like the two breath attacks kind of like clashing and like then Ryu just starts powering forward. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you, but Alex, you mentioned a gauntlet of bosses at the end. You basically have to fight every single regent you've met up to that point. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, pretty so the last dungeon is really interesting. So, um, you fight the first regent right before the final dungeon, and, and I just kind of want to like mention a bit of like how many like little decisions that I made that I wouldn't know would would <laughs> matter so much actually ended up getting me through the game. Like for example, um, before the second final dungeon. Um, you get kind of you're in like kind of the last settlement area, top top sector borough, mm-hmm. um, and I like uh, the music there. Yeah, yeah, it was nice, so. and it's kind of like the last like proper weapon shop yeah. uh, for the game. There there is one right before the final boss where that that last save point I mentioned is, but like all those weapons were like above like twenty thousand gill or whatever the currency is called in this game so i don't know what the deal with those are but it's this um is... it's almost always zenny in a uh zenny, in a, right yeah in, 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 in capcom games yeah it's um it's, right. it's zenny for both um breath of fire and monster hunter yeah right zenny so um yeah so I, I don't know if like you're actually expected to get those weapons maybe they're just there for for people who, who are willing to grind enough to try to get to the end of the game but um yeah so so at that f- second final um uh, weapon shop. Uh, there was like a sword that boosted Ryu's like attack power by like 10. Uh, 10, 10 more attack points than like the sword I've been using to that point, which was pretty pretty good. I was happy with it, but I'm just like, ah, uh, maybe like th- this will this will pay off in the long run. So I spent every last of my zenny to get this this sword instead of like investing in kind of uh, various upgrades for all the characters. I'm like, hopefully this pays off. And and thank thank the Lord that I got that sword because um, basically Ryu is uh, your, your your boy for for the rest of the game uh, because once you get to these Regent boss fights, they have what's called uh, absolute defense, which basically means yeah. that um, when you start attacking them in uh, in a given combo, um, in order to do damage to them, you first have to deal enough damage to their absolute defense. Um, so like. Some of them will have like a hundred uh, HP of absolute defense. Some of them will have like five hundred or something. Um, and so what you have to do is actually uh, use like weight a lot more uh, in order to get f- two full bars of your AP. So you can do as long uh, of of combos as you possibly can. And that's like the only way that you're gonna like be doing like real damage to, to these. And because I had that much powerful, much more powerful sword for Ryu, I was actually mm-hmm. able to, to do these long combos where, like, after I had two full bars of AP, I, I was getting somewhere with them. But still, it, it was taking like, like I said, like half an hour yes. to an hour per per region fight. It, it was crazy, and uh, just just hope you have enough healing items to get you through. And and sure enough, I, I squeezed out through so many opportunities that I thought I was going to be toast. I, I do love this is one of those games that if you get a new weapon, sometimes it comes with new magic or new attacks on it. I love that kind of stuff. It's like it gives you unique stuff. 
and then the way like the, the the last dungeon the center is kind of structured you actually have some some choice in terms of like the different oh, paths right. you take yeah. and so uh at a couple uh, i think it's two points throughout the dungeon you'll have like you'll be able to go through a portal to like the left uh of the room or like to the mm-hmm. right of the room and depending on what portal you choose both times you'll end up with different boss fights so um i only ended you only end up fighting two uh of the regents but there's actually four in in the final dungeon um so i i went left both times uh and uh after looking at what the other boss fights were i I think i made a good choice (laughs) um yeah and they both had like unique mechanics like one of them was cupid and her kind of mechanic was that she was like a mage and she'd like run away and attack you from a distance yeah. But she'd also have this like little uh, golem dude kind of just like coming after um, like Lynn and uh, and Nina just like and, and it was basically invulnerable. So what I had to do for that fight was basically make them run, like just run away and kite the the golem while Ryu just chased down Cupid. Mm-hmm. And uh, she she had one of I think kind of the lower um, HP pools of, of the regent, so kind of basically killed her single-handedly with Ryu. Yeah, and then uh, my second regent was Jesuit, I think was his name. Yeah, and um, his whole deal was that he could turn uh, invulnerable. Uh, and at first, I'm just like, "What the hell do I do?" But then you use your traps with the Nina, and if they do enough damage in, in kind of one hit, that they can take away his ABD then um, he turns un- un- uninvulnerable and you can kind of just attack him from there. So really cool mechanics with all these boss fights. I'm not, I'm not sure what the exact deal with the other two are, but... Um, Pretends yeah. he's a pain in the ass. <laughs> so what's the deal with uh, with them? Um, she she kind of does traps, actually, instead, funny enough. Like, she changes the floors around Ooh. and she can pull off traps. Uh, and the other one is Vexation. I don't know how to pronounce that exactly. That's Bosch's father. He's just a tough brawler. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's kind of like gladiator style, like just knocking you, knocking into you. Oh, and I think he's the one that has like 500 absolute defense, like like the biggest. Yeah, his is super high. Yeah, his is just like a battle of wearing him down. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I even had like enough like strength on my characters to be able to do 500. Yeah. That would be, I'm really glad I didn't end up with that one. Uh, I will say that I was a bit disappointed that like one of Nina's better skills is the one that gives AP to other people. Right, yeah, I didn't I... even unlock that skill, but I, oh. it seems like it'd be really valuable for, for Ryu just kind of being your main tank and damage but dealer I hate in that the too, end game. though, because I'm like, okay, it's great that like you know she has something like that that's useful for others, but I feel that doesn't say much to her usefulness sometimes. That's <laughs> true, like, yeah. If your usefulness is just giving other people the boost, I'm like, eh. Yeah, I felt Lin's um, usefulness was mostly in like supporting other people's combos and then things like shoving people into Nina's yeah. traps. Yeah. Shoving them or drawing them in. Like she, she controlled like space really, really well. Yeah. And, but she's not a damage dealer. She's a, she's a rogue slash pusher kind of character. Again, like kind of reminding me of some of the stuff you could pull off in uh, radiant historia. I mean, she she was valuable for the, uh, for the time I was playing the game and, and could use her, but there's something more appealing, I think, about the large amount of direct damage that Ryu and Nina can do compared to Lin. For sure. And, like, I still was able to to do... Uh, like, Nina and Lin were both definitely helping out through these fights, uh, especially because um, 
I was lucky enough to, from uh, some enemy drop, get um, a really, really nice gun for Lin that essentially like extends her shot range to like 900 meters or something absurd. So she could yeah. be like almost at the other side of like the battle arena and still be getting shots off. So once I had like two bars of AP and she had that like really nice gun, I would be able to still still do some damage with her and. Yeah, although I didn't have that apparently really helpful ability that Nina had, like <laughs> she was still able to to do some some decent damage with spells. But oh my god, did these bosses have her number? They were just trying to chase her down and murder her. I feel like I had that too. Yeah, for some reason they like like really picking on her. Yeah, probably just because yeah. uh, they're they're programmed to like go after like the lowest defense or something if they can get to it in one turn. Yeah. Like a really a really key thing with these these fights were also to make sure that Ryu has like as much AP as possible when when it does get to his like second turn after I've waited, uh, because the problem would be that like um, if like the the boss is trying to like chase down uh, Nina or Lin and like I'm trying to like keep distance with them, well suddenly Ryu uh, is far away and like he won't be able to get the full combo in because I have to approach first. Um, so that became like a whole thing as well, and and for uh, for one of the fights, I basically I think it was like the the first form of uh, the last Bosch fight, where I literally just had everybody like pretty close together, uh, and I was just like throwing out like tonics, like the the resurrection uh, item, like whenever Lin or whenever he'd like go after Lin or Nina and kill them. Uh, so then Ryu would just like be there already and just be able to do as much damage as possible with his attack. So. Lots of lots of interesting strategizing with with all these fights. Um, despite how long they took, they they never felt like boring or samey. Uh, it was it was always engaging. So so kudos to this game for for managing that. That's true. Yeah, a lot of the fights did feel different, and I think that's really important for RPGs, especially turn based ones, to get a hang on. You know, so it doesn't so it can not feel repetitive. Yeah, I, I think that um, turn based combat does not necessarily have to feel slow like um i i, I again we're maybe we're preaching to the choir here a little bit the the this is a podcast on rpgfan.com after all uh buy our merch at rpgfan.com slash shop but like when turn-based combat is consistently interesting and you're not doing the same thing every time and things happen quickly and that you go from turn to turn without you know waiting for plan after yeah 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 yeah, without without having to watch in a a 30 second cut scene like final fantasy 8 or play half of a guitar hero song like legend of dragoon i i I think i think (laughs) i i I think combat combat in those two games is kind of slow but in something like a shin megami tensei nocturne or a uh or 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 most of the breath of fire games the com the turn-based combat is brisk and especially in Dragon Quarter's case, interesting because you just can't you can't just mash the A button um, um, at every encounter in this game. You you will be punished for it. And uh, another reason I get mad at people who say they hate Breath of Fire Five is that I'm like, you, you know, the other ones are really easy, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I I'm not a cha- I'm not a challenge hound in games, but um, I'm not either. But I'm happy this one did. My my problem with this one, or at least I mean, it's not necessarily a problem I have. It's more like why I didn't finish it. Is because I I uh, I was under pressure to complete this b- uh, before a certain amount of time because I because uh, I'm, I'm you know I have a podcast to record and also I um I'll, I'll, there was a lot of focus that I think this game needs this isn't a, this isn't the kind of game that you can play while you have a podcast on in the background uh, very easily and this is this isn't a game that you can play while watching TV like you have to sort of 
concentrate and get the most out of every encounter in order to survive. And I am so impressed with everything this game does, but I also felt like it, it is just a little player hostile. If I wasn't under pressure to finish this in time and, um, and if I was in the right mindset, then I think I would enjoy this game more, but I, I sometimes play RPGs for escapism and maybe even a little bit of coziness. And this is not that game. <laughs> this yeah. is not this is not a cozy watch numbers go up and feel good about yourself rpg this is a edge of your seat die at any time beat a boss with a sliver of health or a or one tick of the countdown left kind of rpg like while i love what everything this game sells i'm not actually crazy about the whole like you have to replay it to get it all mechanic like i'm like come on <laughs> i don't have that kind of time that has the same energy as oh the game gets really good about 15 hours in it's like well <laughs> well what are you what are you going to are you going to pay me for those first 15 hours like come on my and like especially withholding like kind of pretty interesting story beats and especially for a game with such minimal story i'm like that's just so mean yeah yeah i, I, I don't mind withholding story by accomplishing something but, th but th again this game expects to kill would be you interesting like if you go out of the beaten path fight this like super duper hard enemy and get a cutscene out of it i think that'd be cool but replaying the game again i'm like eh. i think it is like it's trying to do like a similar thing to hades which is like yeah. here's like a challenging game that wants to like appeal to that wants to like still manage to appeal to like a broader audience so it wants to like give some kind of like sense of reward or progression to players that are like struggling a lot and need to like keep replaying sections so i guess that that would be the purpose of the sol system uh if anything uh but, top of its hilarious name yeah <laughs> but uh yeah i mean like i i i'm not like this isn't like a brag like but i did only i died once in the game because i was playing so slowly and carefully and making sure i'm making all of the right decisions like as you were saying slow see like uh there are like a couple times that like i think uh i i zoned out a bit and ended up making like a stupid decision or like one time that um i ended up ending ryu's turn while he was in in dragon form when uh, I, I didn't mean to do that, which gives you like a whole extra percent of of D counter. So like, like if I did that one more time, if I slipped up like that, I wouldn't have beaten the game because That's I would true. have gotten over a hundred. So it's just like, yeah. So this is like I, I love like um, cozying up with a, a JRPG before bed. I find a great way to just kind of like uh, zone out, get into some random battles, and like even if there's like a bit of challenge, like it's mostly like kind of like a cozy, smooth experience. But here it's just brain, like no, no hyper, hyper no, focus. You... Make sure you're paying attention because if you make one slip up, you will pay for it. Uh, maybe your entire playthrough potentially. If you play this RPG too close before bed, it will give you nightmares. <laughs> There's a few like jump scares from it. Like there's one of those monsters that that comes alive when you get near it. And <laughs> oh, yeah, like, it's, and it's alive, I, isn't it? Isn't it? Damn it! <laughs> well, the, and the thing is, I, I I like a lot of challenging games. Like I um I mean I'm playing a Soulsborne Ring game right now. Uh, or I I, I started one very recently. Um, you'll uh, listeners, it's the November game for the podcast. You'll you'll learn about that soon. Woo! And um and I I, I mean I've I've beaten a lot of uh, many challenging games in my day but it's just i was not in the right mindset for this one and this is a game that i think demands your respect and concentration and that's good like i'm i i this is gonna sound so fake i i respect the hell out of this game i just don't think i want to play it anymore 
I get that. I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. It's same with Soulsborne games, though. Like a lot of people just yeah. want to go near it because they hear about the challenge and they're just like, I, I don't have that kind of capacity or time or. Yeah, but know. and and again, I I I I made the same point in the last I... episode. Um, I think the part of the point of Soulsborne games and and of this game is that uh, they're games of information and learning. Like mm-hmm. um, as as you fail over and over, you'll learn the enemy behaviors and the posi- and enemy positions and the layout of the environment. And the exact sort of range of of your movement and your weapons and your skills, and you'll get the more and more knowledge that you have, you'll um, the easier repeating some of the same areas will be. This is one of those ge- freaking games that like loves throwing a little tiny enemy that just packs a punch on you. And and I I never I don't think I I only did a couple boss fights, but I didn't really have any uh, trouble with them. I had so much more trouble with accidentally running into like like five ants or eight bats or something i think it was the danger rooms that probably you yes yes left me pretty anemic after i I only found two or three danger rooms and i i think i died the first time in well okay i died at least once in all of them that i Mm -hmm. that i found which again wasn't many but this game is so impressive but it's also demanding of the player and a little bit hostile and i was not I was not feeling a hostile game in this month. I think so. It was just it was but that that's a me problem, not a problem with uh with. Breath do you think Firefly. it shows some of the like design competency on behalf of Capcom though to be able to make a game like this so far ahead of you know like you know roguelikes coming out? Roguelikes and Souls likes, yeah. Souls likes, yeah. Yeah, Demon Souls was two thousand nine, I think, and uh, and roguelikes have been around forever. I mean, like Rogue is a nineteen eighties game, I think, but um, but. I think you said it really well alex too you said something like where it was just like this kind of clear head about what they had to do with this game yeah just Um, like a just a really like concise vision where just like okay for one like it's like basically just a dungeon crawler so like we have to make that engaging so we're gonna have uh items you can get that allow you to uh either mess with enemies uh, in order to get past them or like damage them before battle as you're just kind of like exploring the field and mm-hmm. just like, okay, we also want to, uh, we also know it's like very difficult, but we want to empower players and draw on like the dragon powers from the series. So we'll make the main character have a form where he becomes like absolutely broken by far the most powerful thing in the game, but then it like ticks up your counter, which accompanies the entire, entire game. Yeah. And well, well, yeah, uh, you know, you know, I, I think we've really communicated the struggle and the uh, harshness of Breath of Fire Five um, pretty well. We, we, so, we, sort of, sort of minor, but I, I do know in the design notes they did want to make a fishing minigame a la the rest of the series. Yeah, the, the, there's in, a, there's a lot of, of there's a lot of fishing in the other Breath of Fire games. Yeah. It's like it, it seems that Ryu has a depending on the game he has a bit of a fishing session. Yeah, so they wanted to put that in here, like I think, like in the same area with the ants and all that stuff. You know, just kind of a nice freeloading zone. Oh, that you yeah, because if in. you if you go to the back of that area, there's mm-hmm. like a little nothing zone with like a pond. I think so. That's yeah. where it must have been. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do sense. like that. That's like the one area that just feels you know like unquestionably safe and okay to be in. <laughs> yeah, yeah with like the... really like quirky kind of fun yeah. music too. Yeah. The fairy <laughs> village is the is the only well maybe not only. But it's the happiest part of this game, I think, by a significant margin. Yeah, so I'm happy it had that. Each of the towns, too, I kind of like what they communicated. Like, there was, you know, the really, really poor town at the very bottom. I love watching that stupid, like, meters below the surface counter go. Like, just kind of tracking your journey through, you know, how many more meters you got to go. And sometimes you'd go further from it, and sometimes you'd go skyrocket close to it. 
Right, right. Yeah, because I think where you get the uh, where you get the dragon powers, I think is like basically right the, the lowest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get in the game, but then from there, it's just like a climb up to the surface. It's really cool. Um, so like, yeah, the first town is like that really, you know, awful, poor condition place, you know, everything's in ruins. I think you see a dog person there. I love them. Uh, then there's that, like that middle, Runner, middle yeah. valley mall, that middle area mall like area. And then there's that like high bourgeois burgeoning kind of city. You don't really see much of it. This isn't that kind of game for a city, but I don't know. They all have like really interesting moods in them. I really yeah, appreciate sure. the game's a mood game. It is such a mood. <laughs> And it's like the happiest ending too. Like I said, after all the like death and despair that you go through in this game, to actually give you a you know a sunny, happy ending with the green, green grass and blue sky. Yeah. Oh, just... so they they do get to see the sky at the end. They see the sky. You do, yeah. And yeah. uh, and um, Nina doesn't have to live her life poisoning herself as a uh, human air purifier. If someone smokes around Nina, Ryu's gonna like lop his head off. You know, he's gonna tear it off with his dragon claws that he kept. I like to think. Under his glove, yeah, but 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 yeah, like like the the fact that um, uh, I mean I I didn't experience this in the game as much, but like Nina Nina's wings being basically vents to purify yeah. the air around her, and it's such um, a great and, and backwards would... retelling of like the original Breath of Fire series, like it's just dark. But so if she um stays in the uh, below ground, um she'll make the lives of people around her better, but will slowly kill herself. But getting to the surface is the only way to save her. And Ryu is, again, the lowest of the low in terms of D ratio, or, or almost not as low as Nina. Like, like basically, they're, they've been forced into a corner societally so much that um, that escape is more appealing than whatever than whatever negative consequences they could have by being caught by Bosch or the... Uh, or the regents or something. So, so when Elion's like, "Why do you want to see the surface?" He's like, "Are you fucking the, kidding me? Like, it's terrible yeah. down here." It's like, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, <laughs> why out. do we want to see the surface? Like, like you, you really live in an ivory tower because you don't know what the slums are like. I mean, mm -hmm. do do you want to? Our, our, our girl here is dying, man. She's a, you know, a fancy air purificationer, and like we gotta. She just wants to go skip rope and, and play outside. <laughs> and I feel like the the game really pulls like a like an undertale almost at the end where it just like i think ryu's like talking to like odin the dragon that he's possessed by and it's just like yeah. no ryu like it wasn't uh me that got you through this it was your determination and that's kind <laughs> of what uh gives ryu the the second lease on life because the game does kind of do like a fake out that like he's gonna die and like ryu tells yeah. uh nina and lin to to go up to the surface uh, so so Nina can finally see it while while he kind of just it's is, like is Nina lying go there I'm just gonna away. go buy some cigarettes yeah yeah exactly but then but then Nina says just don't smoke them around me okay like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but like you know I I just love the way it all comes together in the end like again like as you said though that concise vision and that's totally what i get from here just you know that whole journey to the top is just kind of a beautifully telegraphed story yeah and and yeah like you mentioned like it's also communicated through like the different numbers you see through the game whether it's like the the d counter or like the seeing like your your floor um your depth kind of level going uh down yeah. as well yeah. Yeah, going going up or down or whatever. Yeah. It's so satisfying. This game makes numbers both like hopeful with that depth counter and terrifying with the D with the D counter. And um 
and, oh, but also everyone tried to do the banking insurance or whatever or the interest the bank oh interest oh oh yeah, oh yeah um, yeah <laughs> at the ferry village using the bank or 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 uh or such a weird like, mechanic i did not expect it's like what do you want to do a long-term investment or a yeah. or, or safe interest it's like it's it's a level of business of business <laughs> sim that i wasn't expecting enemies you get 1.2 percent back but beat 100 you get a whopping three it's like no game has ever done that oh my god i wish more would yeah, I, I love how like 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 you guys mentioned um, the the fairy village is like this kind of like one like happy corner of yeah. of the game world, but it's also kind of like weird and messed up in a way at the same time. Like you got these ants. like janky looking like twitching ants, like just like hire me, I works They're good. Cute. <laughs> and like it shows you how like smart they are, like their HP and also like their age and just like and their and their salary. You gotta like pay them salaries. Uh, and assign well, them for they don't jobs work for free come on they're, yeah. they're we're in the underground you can't pay those ants something but i just love how it's like this like very clearly like anti-corporate uh yeah game but it's also like has this mini game where you're basically a ceo for like a bunch of ants okay look That's as so, as someone who obsesses over the like a dragon business sims i have to, <laughs> i have i have to say like that was that was satisfying for me. I, I, I did barely get to unlock the ant, the ant village. And um, this is not related to like a dragon or dragon uh, quarter or any dragon game. But um, I, I think video games taught me about how loans and interest work because you know that's a good when point I, when, because um, I, I mean in the american school system they don't really teach you about like renting versus mortgages or they'll teach you about interest a little bit when you're learning um uh, trigonometry or something but i definitely learned about loans and interest from playing roller coaster tycoon because at the beginning it's like oh if you want to build a big roller coaster you have to get a big loan then you have to start making enough money to pay off the loan because otherwise you'll uh, lose more than you paid for because you're because it's garnering interest every uh, every pay period and then you have to pay but if you slowly pay off the loan you'll get to build what you want and uh, make enough money to pay it off basically video games taught me more about business loans than school did and and uh, it, but so for that to be in this game is uh and also because money can be pretty scarce in this game but but giving you um ways to cheese the system with banking and merchants was it was fun for me but again i'm also someone that like taught four of my other friends how to play the like a dragon uh, uh business sim in, in uh, like a dragon seven uh so but but i'll also i mean I lost but, three days of my life on that mini game <laughs> ever get them back in uh, like a dragon or, or dragon quarter which one which honestly both at this uh, point okay fair but uh yeah, I, I, if we're talking about how mortgage and bank and interest works, maybe it's close to ending the episode. But um, uh, before we get to that, truly, uh, I want some final thoughts. Um, uh, but both of you, tell me one thing that you loved about this game, and and in 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 sort of a pitch to listeners that aren't playing this to give it a shot, in spite of how much I clearly suffered over the last three weeks if you want just like kind of like a really unique rpg that combines like a bunch of different like mechanics and ideas and and, and vibes from like different genres like we've been talking about souls likes roguelikes uh tactics games etc like this this game is really uh unique in terms of what it asks from you and and what it gives you from like that sort of heavy dungeon crawling aspect that it goes for but if you want to be like highly engaged and challenged, like a Souls game, like this has got you covered as well. Um, and just like it's a really good testament to just um, what like a like 
well thought out like mechanics can do uh, if they're all like interacting in an interesting way, uh, and they're all like working to kind of like serve not only um, like kind of like your, your gameplay experience, but also is like contributing to like this theme of the game, this theme of like desperation, this theme of being like buried underground and needing to like get out of it. Um, this theme of like an ultra like ancient power that uh, is also like has this incredible destructive effect. Um, like the story in this game, like we've been talking about, is quite sparse. There aren't a it's ton that of cutscenes, but that, yeah, like, you want to join in that journey with them. You know, you want to see the sky for yourself as well. They make you care about the characters very well, even for as little as they give you. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and like the the players that are in are again like like they're, they're so sparse content, but like somehow you're quite invested in just what little it gives you. It decides to drip feed to you. Yeah, and, and really putting you in, in Ryu's shoes that, like, even though you're kind of the, this weak nobody at the beginning with enough, like, kind of uh, determination and, like, care to, like, see see a, a happy ending for, for your uh, for your companions, like, mm-hmm. you, you can push through and, and get there. And uh, there really is a, a happy ending, and it's very, very well learned in the end. That was perfect. <laughs> that was very well said. I have nothing to add. I will just say... Uh, Roger Jean Page recently bragged about liking the Breath of Fire series. If you don't know who it is, that guy that was like famous from Bridgerton and the new Dungeons and Dragons movie. Oh. And then when they were like asking him, like, you know, like he's talking about, like, yeah, I love medieval stuff. I used to play like video games all the time. He mentioned a series and he mentions Breath of Fire. And like, I just lost my mind. I was like, oh my God. Someone popular actually knows about the series. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> I mean, Breath of Fire is a niche within a niche. And this is yeah, a right? niche within the Breath of Fire series. I do like that a lot of people seem to respect the Breath of Fire series, despite the amount of years that have gone by. You know, like, there's there's still a lot of fans for it. I'm very thrilled about that. Yeah, I, I hope that we're communicating just how unique and good this game is. Because I, I, I struggled through it, but I, I think that you need to go in with the right mindset and, the, and, uh, and use every single tool that the game provides you. And it's ultimately a really rewarding experience if you, if you find your way to the mountaintop, as it were. But I, I didn't. I'm not sure I'm going to go back to this game in large part because I uh, b- because it's, you know, I, I just have too many podcasts to record and too many other games to play. But uh, if you have the if you have the access and you have the will, then I think this game is 1000 percent worth trying and, and and also probably worth completing, although I can't attest to that myself. But um, I, I, Steph and Alex, thank you so much for carrying this podcast for me today. Because again, I, there was not a lot of meaningful commentary I could provide uh, uh, that was outside my experience in the first ten-ish hours of the game. Um, but th- this game is very well liked. It um, it made a pretty positive splash among RPG fan staff and some uh, and some RPG fans that uh, follow us on social media when we uh, re- when we announced that this was going to be the next game that we play. So this game is loved. It's an acquired taste. It's niche and specific and weird, and and an acquired taste, and yeah. it de- and it demands um uh, it demands your attention in order to 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 get to the promised land, but but I mean there's not really anything else like it. We we I had to describe this in terms of four or five other games or series to to like communicate um what it's like, and that's that that's and it you- like beats out all of them like in terms of arriving on the scene first, which again you gotta you gotta admire. Yeah, unless you go all the way back to you know like um like like text based original yeah. roguelikes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Th- this is this is a uh, this is a th- this predates 
everything that we think about of a modern rogue roguelike or souls like or e- even some survival horror and turn and uh and turn-based rpg elements this is a special unique game i just don't think i want to play it anymore but li- but listeners um i think we are done playing breath of fire dragon quarter for the podcast um th- thank you so much to alex and steph and thank you listeners for listening to us if you want to continue to listen to us we're going we're going to some you know different sort of dragons next week um we're doing an episode on dragon quest uh sort of the game's spin-offs and the future and the state of the series uh, we had a special guest from that episode from our uh, friendly rival site, rpgamer.com. So uh, please, if you're a Dragon Quest fan, um, you should enjoy that episode next week. Following that, we're doing two episodes on Rhapsody, a musical adventure, a game I uh, barely started a few days ago, uh, and I can already tell that I think it's going to um, feel a little different than Dragon Quarter did over the past if couple If this weeks. game was too hard, I, like I was playing that game as a little kid and saying it was too easy. <laughs> I love it though. If it's Rhapsody so Musical Advent- Adventure is too hard for me to finish for the podcast in two weeks, then maybe I should retire from video games. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, and and following Rhapsody, uh, we haven't finished planning it out yet, but we're gonna have a scary, spooky, altogether ooky episode um, uh, around Halloween at the end of October. But um, listeners, if you want to email us about Dragon Quarter or Rhapsody or Dragon Quest or the Adams Family, you can always email retro at rpgfan.com. Um, RPG fan also is uh, you can find us on Facebook or Twitter, Instagram, Blue Sky, Mastodon, I think, Discord, no, YouTube, no. Twitch. No, oh no, Mastodon. okay, a couple of those. Uh, Steph, you would know you're the you're the social media maven here. I'm sorry, I, I just started rattling them all off. I don't, I, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not reading any notes right now. Like half the time when I see people talk about Mastodon, it's them mentioning they're fussing with a feature they don't like. <laughs> Whenever someone says, find me on Mastodon, I think they're watching like a 1994 episode of Power Rangers. <laughs> but of, of course, Black Power Ranger, I think. Yep, that was. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I remembered. Yeah, uh, Zack in Power Rangers and Goshi in, in, uh, in Kyoryu Sentai Zoo Ranger. <laughs> Of course, I'd be the person that knows that. But anyway, um, the another great way to interact with RPG Fan is through buying our merch. If you go to rpgfan.com slash shop, you can find uh, coffee mugs, apparel, keychains, phone cases, emblazoned with the RPG Fan Emerald Shield. Um, there's also two other fine podcasts on RPG Fan, Random Encounter every two weeks about randomness, and Rhythm Encounter every other two weeks about rhythmness. Um, please uh, find those and Retro Encounter on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your, your podcasts. That's where you can find us and hopefully leave five stars worth of feedback. But if you want to give us feedback as individuals, not as a podcast, let's tell you how to do so um share our social media presences with you starting with you alex yeah so you can just reach me over email at uh, alexfranicek at gmail.com yeah the d, d-, d- ratio is a bit better than last time i uh, gotta say and now i'm uh one over 2048 and uh no that's not the the subtitle of a kingdom hearts game <laughs> you could have fooled me because if you strung four nouns and numbers together and told me it was a kingdom hearts game I would just believe you and not care to look it up. Uh, but but Steph, um, where can we look you up? Uh, you can find me anywhere at Dice SMS. Just just look that up. You'll find a bunch of my spaces online. But not Mastodon. <laughs> not Mastodon. You also cannot find me on Mastodon. I no. have chosen Solosi.bsbsky.social, uh, Evoker uh, for Dogs on Instagram, and and the at the Real Monsoon on Twitter. Also Monsoon Mike on Discord. Uh, well, let's see. It's almost October. I should 
Should I dress up as a princess for Halloween and play Rhapsody, or should I play more Bloodborne? I don't know. Listeners, thank you. Good night, and good luck.